Welcome back to the DTS Happy Hour Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea. With me today is Morgan. Hey, what's up? So the past few weeks have been very overwhelming if you're ARMY in terms of BTS content. They've been releasing like so many things every day for the past few weeks. And if you've been able to keep up with everything, I applaud you because it's not possible. There's uh, There's been like tons of performances of Dynamite and interviews and they've gone on YouTube a couple of times live and In the Soup was released and Break the Silence and they've released a new game and then they're going to be on Fortnite apparently which I don't play but I guess that's a big thing and um, yeah it's a big game <laughs> how are they going to be on Fortnite uh you know how they always have those dances on Fortnite oh, they're going to be the dance they're going to have dance yeah I guess the characters or whatever are going to do dynamite as uh, one of their dances Fortnite sucks actually <laughs> it's it's for the Only younger play Fortnite the young kids no 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 it's not even for kids it's just for people who are not never mind it's a, it's a bad video game it seems like the highlight of it is like people dancing. So I don't know. That, the, that is not the highlight. What that says it. about it, the it, game. You run around and shoot, <laughs> shoot each other until there's one person left. Oh, okay. It's not a game of dancing in case that was your impression of it. <laughs> the dances are in it. That's all I know about it is that mm-hmm. there, there's dances. And then there was the controversy that they stole dances from. So yeah, they're um, going to be in Fortnite. And there's also the Map of the Soul 1 concert coming up in a few weeks. And I just want to know if Big Hit knows that people have full-time jobs and it's not that much content. It's tough to do. <laughs> it's not that much content. It's okay. I you mean, don't even play Fortnite. No, you don't interact with half of these things. That's true. They don't need to. Yeah. I don't. They're trying to reach everybody, and I don't do everything, so right. I'm not going to see everything. Right. But uh, one of the things that happened recently, they've released four more remixes of dynamite they already released four in addition to the original and the instrumental and the the first four were um they call it daytime remixes and i liked all those but now there's like four more and this is the daytime ones happened a month ago i didn't even realize that like oh time flies it's Mm because it was like already a month ago and then now they've released the nighttime ones on september yeah, September 18th. So their announcement was talking about BTS single Dynamite made the amazing achievement of staying at the top of Billboard Hot 100 two weeks in a row and second place for the third week. This is all thanks to the incredible love and attention shown by our fans. We sincerely thank you. To show our appreciation through music, we've prepared new Dynamics remix versions, which is composed of four tracks, Slow Jam, Bedroom, Retro, and Midnight, complementing the bright and fun daytime version remixes. The nighttime series will let you enjoy the music on a calm late night. <laughs> it's like they're, they're trying to say that they released it because it was so popular to begin with, but I'm sure it was the plan all along. Yeah, and I listened to them. Nothing that remarkable. I, I like the, uh, the retro one. It did sound pretty retro. It sounded like it's from the 70s or something like that. So I, I, I think that that added enough of a new twist to be worth it. Mm-hmm. The, well, um, the other ones I could have 
they're not even close to being as good as the original so why would you listen to it they're definitely doing this for the strategy in mind which is fine and i know like some people have an issue with that but we'll get into that topic later but i guess this is a very easy song to just make a lot of different versions of but mm. since they've made so many because I, I wouldn't think this would work on every single song that there is mm-hmm. so the four remixes and i looked up the djs that were responsible for it and for some reason i thought oh they probably brought in all these outside djs that to do the remixes but i guess they didn't because it was all people that work with big hit pretty regularly anyway so i guess they just figured well they know what they're doing so they'll just be handling the remixes so the slow jam remix was done by p dog so he's the main producer that we all know already of BTS and TXT songs. So he did the slow jam one. So I guess that's must be his specialty because it was a very like R&B sounding remix, like 90s R&B sounded like that. The uh, Midnight Remix was by someone named Ghost Loop. He seems to be pretty new. I'm assuming it's a guy. Uh, I'm assuming these are all guys. That um, He seems to be new to Big Hit because his other work is mostly songs from Sugar's D2 album. But um, the Midnight one, it sounded more 90s to me. The beat that he put on it, it sounded similar. Like it would go with a a mashup uh, of Rain On Me, if they did that, Rain On Me and Dynamite. So that's what Midnight sounded like for me. And then Retro, like you said, that one was remixed by france and he works a lot with soon me txt and twice from what i could find and that one to me it sounded a lot very similar to say so by doja cat which also has a very 70s kind of flavor so i think if someone would do a mashup of that that would sound really good and would go together and then on the bedroom remix was done by hiss noise and his other work is BTS songs, Winter Bear, Sweet Night, Ego, Persona, and some other songs. And to me, that one sounded a lot like a John Mayer song, like what the background of it sounded like. So if you listen to New Light by John Mayer, it would go with this song pretty well. That's was my take on what these uh, new Dynamite remixes sounded like. Uh, yeah, only one was good. <laughs> so the retro gets a thumbs up from you. So Dynamite has been out for about a month now, and I've been, you know, looking at comments on Twitter and Reddit, and there's a lot of people that really hate Dynamite for some reason. And so I was just like put together a list of what people have been saying 
because I mean, I love Dynamite. I think it's a great song and uplifting and everything that they've been saying in all the interviews. But uh, I guess there's people out there that uh, really don't like it or it's not their style or whatever. So I just thought we could talk about all the various reasons that people mm-hmm. do not like Dynamite. Some people did not like it even before it came out. And I think people just wanted to plant some negativity to begin with because, you know, they're anti-BTS maybe. But um, some or maybe they're like anticipating that it wouldn't be good. So they just like wanted to be out there on the record. It's like, oh, I told you it was going to be bad. So I was right. And they didn't even know what would happen. But um, one criticism is that it's catering to the West too much in terms of all English lyrics and being played on U.S. radio. And basically the implication there is like BTS are being sellouts because they made this song in all English. And before they said, oh, we aren't trying to do entire albums in English. But then now they came out with this song that's all English. And I personally don't think that's selling out, just doing a song in another language. But, you know, some people want purity or they want things to be in all Korean or mostly Korean. And I don't think that's what BTS is trying to do. They just well, I mean, people have to... First of all, you realize there's the company that makes these decisions. BTS can say anything they want. The company might just say one day, you got to do an all-English song. you got to wear dunce caps tomorrow. Whatever they say, right? You have to do it. <laughs> you're, you're obligated to do it. So it's not entirely on them whether they do an English song. And second, we've been through this before. There's no, there's no lack of purity or anything. This is just pure business. You know, it's just, it's, it makes sense. Don't you want them to be as successful as they can be? Well, part of that is reaching out to, to the U.S. market. Mm-hmm. And this is a great song to do that. So I'm not sure why you don't like that. I think some people, maybe they, they it's, it's, it's sort of selfish. They want to, f- you know how when you discover something cool and other people haven't discovered something cool, it makes you a, lot, uh, a little bit cooler than them. Right. And, but when everybody else discovers it, that's shot. It's over. Yeah. I have this sort of thing that happens all the time to me with like TV shows because I have very good taste. Let's just put it this way. Okay. I have good taste in stuff, art, everything. So I was watching Game of Thrones from day one. And by season five, when everybody else was watching it, I was just kind of thinking, eh, it's not that good anymore. <laughs> now, was it not that good anymore? Yes, it did get worse. There's a good argument to be made of that. But part of it is also, I always like to exit when other people think it's cool because that maintains this idea that, well, I'm ahead of the curve. I find the cool things. You guys follow. So when everybody else started talking about Game of Thrones, I knew I knew then it was time for me to act like an elitist mm-hmm. and talk shit about it and say, yeah, it's not that good anymore. Now, this isn't the only thing I base my ego on, but it is part of it. But I, I have good taste and I, I identify things that are good before other people do. And once they jump on board, I'm like, oh, you know, because I lose power. Then you're just one of many. I'm just one of a bunch of people who like Game of Thrones now. Yeah. Or, and people your think, grandma likes Game of Thrones. People think you're part of the bandwagon. Right. And then I don't want to be identified with your bandwagon. Like, oh, did you just start watching in season four? No, asshole. I started watching in season one. Or I started reading the books and then I, if you're even more hardcore, right? Right, right. <laughs> I didn't start reading the books, but. Well, I, I tried to read the books, but we won't get into it, but I didn't like them very much. I was aware of them. The books aren't that good. I'm just going to put it that way. That's n- not a discussion for here. But 
I want to be ahead of the curve. And I feel like some BTS fans, they want to be ahead of the curve. Well, now there is no being ahead of the curve, guys, because it's the most popular music act on earth. So yeah, there's no ahead of the curve. Uh, a bunch of people are fans. I, I think you have to accept it. Either you accept it and continue being fans of them or you swear them off and say, I'm going to find the next best thing. Yeah. And then and then go ahead and go find the next best thing. I'm not saying you won't. I'm just saying you can no longer like BTS because they're so mainstream now. But, but part of that mainstream is they're going to do an English song for the U.S. market and try to crack open this market. You can call it selling out. You can call it you know jumping the shark. There's all sorts of terms for it. You, whatever. For a lot of people, I think it's uh, they have something invested in being. I'm 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 on top of the new stuff, right? Yeah. And as soon as you don't want to give up that status. You I don't I don't even think this is the line. There's already like a lot of BTS fans that are already like I, they're like I I like them their first album. I like their second album and what they're doing now I yeah. don't like. There's already people like yeah. that, you know. Um, yeah, but if they're making an all-American song, uh, all-English song and public, pushing it so hard in America. This is clearly the jumping point where you could say, "Well, I I like this thing that all you normies didn't like." So I'm cooler than you because I knew about this cool thing and you guys were still listening to Ed Sheeran or something. Yeah. Right. Or I don't know what, what the hell people in America even listen to. Now. Like Cardi B or like. Uh, Cardi B's number one and Drake. Yeah. Drake is like number three. Yeah. You guys are listening to that crap. I was listening to BTS. And at that time you were saying BTS who? But now everybody's saying, oh, I love BTS. But now, you see, when everybody says I love BTS, that's time. That's time for the the trailblazer or the self-appointed trailblazer to check out and say, nah, it's not that cool anymore. Right? Yeah. Right? Because you can't be elite if you just like the same thing everybody else likes, even if they followed you. Because, well, first of all, we can't tell who followed whom, right? I mean, it just sort of looks like you're one of us or you're one of them. We don't know. Maybe you're just a bandwagon fan too. This is why I hate bandwagon fans, by the way, because they ruin my my ability to to show how, how early I was to the game. Like, I pick this, you know? But here's the thing. The artists, the TV show, the movies, the whatever, they don't care about that. They love bandwagon fans because you know what bandwagon fans equals? Revenue. BTS loves bandwagon fans. They want the whole world to be a a bandwagon BTS fan. Yeah. Of course, that's what they want. You want it to be this little thing that you discovered and it's just so cool and only cool people like you know about it. And look at this. You know some Korean phrases and other people can't even identify Korea on a map. And they're such Philistines. And look at me. I'm so much more cultured and cool than you. That's the feeling that a lot of these fans get, I think. And I totally understand it because I'm, I'm that way too, honestly. If a Korean person says, oh, I don't want them to... Um, how do I say this, dilute their, their product by making an all-English song. If a Korean person said that, I would sort of understand because they wanted to be maintain as much Koreanness as possible, right? Right. But if you're not Korean and you're saying that, I, I think that you have this mentality because what do you care that they stay Korean? You're not Korean. The only reason why you like it is because presumably they reached out beyond Korea at some, like some level, right? That's the only reason why you know about it and like it because they cared about non-Koreans enough to reach out to you, right? Because you're not Korean. So what you're trying to do is sort of gatekeep. And yeah, say, I was going to say, this yeah, is like, like an example. I'm, the, I'm one of the cool people who knew about them in 2017. Are you a person who just found out about them after they did an all-English song called Dynamite, even though it's a really cool song? Then you're trash. I'm much better than you. 
that's gatekeeping, right? Right. And people have that sort of uh, mentality. And I'm not going to even say it's bad. It's not. I don't think it's productive or healthy, but it's not evil or anything. But they want they want to be part of a more exclusive. Yeah, it's like club. I knew about them at this time. Okay, I get it. You I, know, I get that attitude. Even though I have the opposite attitude, I'm like, why wasn't I aware of BTS from? 2013 it's like what well, where was is, i listening to that is a sort of similar attitude though like you wish you were one of those special few who knew about it early. oh that's true right you wish you got onto it you wish you wish you were watching game of thrones from season one as opposed to eight people had to tell you hey this is a pretty good show and finally in season five you started watching it and then you got on your facebook and said hey guys i found this really cool new show <laughs> It's like, isn't, you don't want to be that person. Isn't Tyrion Lannister cool? Yeah. You don't want to be that person because everybody else looks at you with a, like a, they look at you askew and just think, you rube. So you don't want to be that person. And people, people like being the cool people. Like I found this new band or something. Well, they're not a new band anymore. They're the most popular band in the world. Yeah. So you can't have that anymore. It does seem like Dynamite is one of those points on the, on the timeline where it's like, oh, they're being really big after this point or it's like a point where you, you can well mark, they're already you know? big i think everybody can agree on that but this is sort of a yes it's sort of a okay but this is an all-english song this is a different level and we've hit that and some people are a little bit salty because it's sort of just like i found a cool tv show or i found a cool band or i found a cool whatever and i i felt like i'm a cooler better person because i found it and you you ignorant hick or whatever I think of you, <laughs> you're still just playing whatever everybody else tells you is popular. You're stupid. I'm smart. I'm cool. I'm cultured. But then now everybody else likes the same thing you like. They're on the so same totally playing lost, field. You lost all that power. They're salty about it. That's what they're salty yeah. about. It's, a, it's like you just have to like look at your own feelings right. and see where that comes right. from, you know? But none of this has to do with BTS. I can guarantee you, even though I don't know BTS or, and I don't know the executives in Big Hit, I can guarantee you that their position on this is wonderful. Let's have as many bandwagon fans as we can right? get. It's like, let me look at those yeah. downloads. This like, is great. I, I, I want everyone <laughs> in the world to be a bandwagon fan of BTS. I'm pretty sure that is their position. Yeah. So your position does not line up with their position. Is they're what I'm they're causing say. a lot of emotional turmoil, but yes. they love the, so the numbers they're what seeing. I'm their efforts they're pulling against your efforts right you want to keep it this sort of you want to gatekeep it as this thing that's so cool and so elite and only the only the smart people know about this thing well they don't want that they want as many people to love it as possible so uh, you, you're across purposes and you know if you're across purposes with the actual group and company you're probably going to lose because they're they're pulling against it they're trying to make as many bandwagon fans as possible just gonna have to deal with all, all the popularity and the increased competition for concert tickets <laughs> but if you like it you like it there's you can keep liking it the, the quality of it hasn't gone down just your personal satisfaction derived from it has gone down maybe yeah but it's just gonna be something that a lot of people like and you, you have to accept that yes yeah it's also kind of like your favorite restaurant or whatever but then nobody goes to it but now everybody goes to it and it's become a chain. And it's like, oh, I, you like Domino's pizza. You, know? you don't want to say my favorite pizza. Is, That's not cool. That's not cool at all, is it? <laughs> you like a chain pizza? Lame, right? That's what people will think, right? And then you can't yell and scream like, but I, I liked it when it was, uh, 
a mom and pop shop. We're like, no one cares. No one cares. Shut up. <laughs> right? No one cares about your You're story. You're lumped in with everybody yeah. else. No one cares about your story. You can't prove it. And also nobody cares. So just be quiet about it. You know, enjoy it or don't. You know? It's okay. <laughs> Some of the other criticisms of Dynamite. These are related to line distribution. Of course, we know about the gin fans that are angry yeah, about yeah. that. And have sent multiple trucks to Big Hit. I don't know what number they're on now anymore. Last time we heard it was like four trucks. But I don't know if they've run out of steam by now. And um, also rap line fans didn't like Dynamite because the there was not much rap in it or not any rap. So that's another reason people hate Dynamite. Not everybody who's a rap fan, but some people who were said that. And there's also the fact that some people didn't like the actual song. They didn't like the lyrics. They thought the lyrics were cheesy or had kind of generic phrases in them. Uh, yeah, it just sounded like a foreign person writing English words. That's a fair <laughs> criticism because that's what it is. Let's look at it. Why don't you read some of the lyrics right now? Something like Ping Pong and LeBron James, right? Yeah. Yeah, King, it's, they're, they're nonsensical. King Kong, Ping Pong. Well, I mean, that rhymes. <laughs> yes, but why... What is the relation? They're two English phrases. That's it, right? Yeah. So yeah, that's a fair criticism. But at the same time, who cares? This is a pop song to make people happy. Yeah, I mean, I, it accomplished the goal of just having a lot of fun, positive lyrics and just like, you know, generally like American things were said in there. Even though the songwriters, they're both British. So I don't know. Maybe it's like their idea of American stuff and what rhymes but at the same time a song that's yeah intended to be widely popular it's gonna be pretty general and just have like a bunch of phrases and it's like it needs to flow so sometimes it's not gonna be like you know oh these really like deep lyrics and they're about this and that and i think some bts fans they're just very invested in lyrics that are like oh it's about this issue and it's like so like they think it's about many things and it's about their situation and this and that but like this is just meant to be a fun pop song so i don't think you can expect the best lyrics possible it's going to be just a lot of pop culture references and i guess some people didn't like lebron james but it's like a lot of songs mention just like the top athletes or the top you know musicians what? some people didn't like lebron james why well he's a polarizing figure <laughs> well he's oh it's a basketball player from now but then there's so many songs that have he's a famous basketball player though there's songs that talked about michael jordan or kobe bryant or like anybody you know like th there's many songs that do that or they talk about michael jackson or whoever you know it's just because it's named a person who's popular now in basketball or in music like that doesn't make it an invalid lyric you know just it just makes it like okay you, you kind of know roughly the time that this song came out but i don't mm -hmm. think that's a bad thing it just dates it to a like decade or two but i mean i i, I guess don't have a problem with how vapid the lyrics are and let's just face it they're pretty vapid they're english words that rhyme that's okay though who cares does so the song have to be deep really just really just examine the songs that you like yeah not not every song has to be deep like only some songs are and it's like only some songs are about oh this is about like a real situation and then this songwriter had like such a passionate feeling about you know like taylor swift writing a song about 
whatever breaking up with somebody and it's like oh that's gonna be about real stuff and it'll be so like emotional and this and that and like this is not that song this is like just a fun pop song that they just put a bunch of phrases into things that rhyme things that sounded good together so i mean i don't think people should expect the world from every song this is just what this song is right yes i agree some of it is a little generic or maybe cheesy but i don't think it's a bad thing i don't think it stands out like when i listen to the song i don't think oh my god that's such a terrible lyric or anything like it just flows along with it but i mean the people that are like always looking at lyrics and it's like trying to interpret everything it's like okay maybe for them it's not the best song because there's there's not much to interpret another thing i saw multiple people say was that this song has too much auto-tune oh i mean i don't think it has any more than your typical song i didn't i don't know how much it has because i didn't even notice any auto-tune but i guess they they say they heard it from jimin's parts most prominently but there is auto-tune i mean we won't deny that there probably is but what do you mean there probably is there's obviously auto-tune there's auto-tune maybe it's just i don't think that's wrong or overdone or severe i don't think it's even noticeable but to me when something has auto-tune it has to be like a t-pain song like where it's like so obvious otherwise i don't really notice so this criticism is like, okay, I don't even know what you're talking about. Like, which part exactly has auto-tune? And how do you think there's too much? You know what's ridiculous about the... And it is true, a lot of T-Pain songs are ridiculously auto-tuned. But you know what's ridiculous about it? We found out on The Masked Singer that T-Pain can sing. Remember? <laughs> he had yeah. to sing live, right? Like, all this time, we yeah. didn't know. I mean, people didn't know it was him because obviously his songs were auto-tuned. That's why that was so... Uh, wow, you're T-Pain? That's why that was Didn't so crazy. <laughs> but he was a good singer, which begs the question, why did they auto-tune it so much, though? I mean, he clearly did it just for effect. Like, oh, right. I think this sounds cool in a rap right. song. Uh, maybe he shouldn't have, though, because then he became known for that. Right. That's, then no one knows what he, his voice sounded like. But he's a perfectly good singer. I don't even get... I mean, he's, way, <laughs> he's a way better singer than... You 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 have to be for to be a rapper, which he's wasn't he technically a rapper? Yeah, he's a rapper. Even though he sang a lot of his parts or whatever, but he could sing. I don't know. Like I made mistakes with the. That was so surprising because like no one guessed that was him. No one was thinking, oh, that's T Pain, the the unmasked singer, because no one knew. Anyway, I think the criticism is dumb at the outset because there's nothing wrong with auto tuning. I think there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, and I think it's used subtly enough here because i don't even know exactly where it was used but you know sometimes i hear it and it's like apparent but then it's like oh, okay i can see why they did it in this song like this song has rapping or whatever it is but i guess if you use it in a just regular song like i don't see the problem like i don't notice it really maybe i'm not like not trying to look for it and so therefore i not like oh there it is and then mm. i hate it i don't mind it at all yeah i don't think that's uh something to hate Another thing that people hated about Dynamite, and it's not even about Dynamite really, but it said, I like other BTS songs that I wish they promoted as hard as Dynamite. And it's like, okay, well, you're just mad about what Big Hit decided to promote versus Dynamite. And that that has nothing to do with Dynamite. So I don't think that's a valid reason. It, It reminds me of 
when Map of the Soul Persona came out and like Make It Right, there was like multiple versions of, and it's like, okay, that's really not my favorite song on there. And it's just whatever, mm-hmm. just because, mm-hmm. okay, Ed Sheeran wrote it. So I guess maybe that's why they had a affinity to mm-hmm. do more things with it. But, you know, a lot of people liked Home from that album, right. or they liked Microcosmos or, you know, whatever other song that was on there. But it's like, okay, you can't decide. We're just fans. We have no say in what gets promoted more or what there's multiple remixes of. So there's not much you can do about that. Mm-hmm. That one I understand the feeling of, but it really doesn't have anything to do with Dynamite. And, you know, there's a reason that the people in charge at Big Hit decided Dynamite is the one that needs, you know, many remixes and much more promotion. It's like they, they must know something. Like they, they know the numbers. They know, okay, we know this song is going to do really well. So you have to kind of trust what they're doing. And maybe you don't see the big picture totally, but it's, it is what it is. <laughs> and then the final thing that some people hate about Dynamite is that there's just too much promotion of it. And by this point, there's like 10 versions of Dynamite. And it's clear that they have a purpose with that. They're trying to stay on the charts for as long as possible mm-hmm. and try to win Grammys and other awards and just try to, you know, get more of a foothold in right. the U.S. And I guess the fact that it's self-promotion bothers some people because it's like, well, that's they're just promoting themselves and... Like, that's just not how we see BTS acting. And I guess that's another kind of similar to the first objection that people had is that, oh, they're being sellouts. They're doing this and that. And, Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes you have to be your own advocate. Sometimes you have to just, like, be constantly telling people, like, this song is great. This, you know, we're performing it everywhere and just deal with it. And it's like, there's nothing to be mad about because... They're just trying to work hard and make this as much of a success as possible. So I think if you don't like everything that they're doing, then maybe just, you know, don't look at every single performance and don't pay as much attention to it, you know. But they have a purpose with all this. They're not just trying to, like, annoy people and turn away the older fans with everything that they're doing. So I think you just kind of have to look at it that way. Mm-hmm. So one of BTS's many performances of Dynamite was... When they performed on America's Got Talent, which it wasn't really there, but it was in Korea because everything's done remote now. But they filmed their portion of it in an amusement park that's in Korea. It was was a pretty cool performance. They were just like... Yes, I saw it. You know, in this amusement park. And it's kind of... It's Korean, but it had a a section that's basically America-themed. And it had like an old-time gas station and a drive through restaurant and you know it looked very like 50s or 60s or mm-hmm. whatever so that's where that was filmed and I noticed that there's some people saying that they think BTS plagiarized um, this other video by a Japanese artist named Kenshi Yunizu mm-hmm. and the song was called Kandon and I looked at that video and I didn't see plagiarism really, but there are some similarities. Like both mm-hmm. both are taking place in an amusement park. Right. The BTS video. I mean, they're kind of going for like bright and fun and like retro fifties mm-hmm. and a lot of bright colors. And I didn't think 
that it was plagiarizing anything. It just seemed that this other video, this Candon, was it was filmed in a Japanese amusement park, which was a hundred years old. So it's like a historic amusement park, and it was more of a creepy vibe. Like it was going right. for like a dark, like weird vibe rather than oh, fun amusement park. And then you could say, oh, well, it's just the same thing. It's like they're both at an amusement park. Well, it's not the same thing. If one is just going for a different mood than another, it's like Disneyland is different than in like an old creepy like rundown amusement park. So I thought it was like kind of the opposite, even though they were both at an amusement park. This other video had kind of muted tones. And some people were saying the part where V was in the car and he was singing was similar to a scene in the video but to me that's just like a typical angle for filming like from the driver's side uh-huh. looking at the passenger like that's very typical like you right. see that in a lot of movies or videos right. so i didn't think that was something that was like oh was that copied from that like i didn't think that i didn't see any sort of plagiarism at all i want to spend very little time on this it wasn't plagiarism it's just kind of you know i mean there's a you know it's like an america town or whatever it's just not it's just not uh, that original or anything. Yeah. Like amusement parks, that's a common thing. Who was even accusing them of this? It's not, it's not plagiarism. Yeah. Oh, another thing that was funny is there was a woman, random woman who commented on the YouTube of the Dynamite America's Got Talent performance. And then she was like, oh, BTS, they're really good dancers, but they need to clean up their language. Oh. <laughs> and then she was talking about... What did they say? She was talking about the... Uh, funk and soul part and then she totally thought that they were just like saying the f-bomb there (laughs) and then it's like so many people were like replying to that it's like um this is really what the lyric was in case you misunderstood right (laughs) but it was just some it was just some random woman who was just like not understanding what they were saying so that was pretty funny one of bts's recent performances of dynamite was at the npr tiny desk concert and this was on september 22nd and normally the tiny desk concerts take place at the npr offices which i believe are in washington dc and it's usually in some very like claustrophobic cluttered room that has a ton of desks and bookshelves and things and that's the aesthetic that they have and it's it's musicians performing in a room that has has a bunch of stuff in it and I don't really get the point of that, but that's what the purpose of mm-hmm. of this series is. And because of coronavirus, they were able to do it from Korea. So it appeared that they did it from a Korean record store or cafe, which I'm sure that worked out a lot better for them. So they didn't have to like take an airplane and like come all the way very far, like halfway across the world to perform it. So I think that worked out for them. I was just wondering why they chose to perform at NPR. It just seems like a very different audience than would normally do. Like we're talking about they performed at America's Got Talent and, you know, they've been at a lot of mainstream kind of shows like Jimmy Fallon or James Corden or Ellen, you know, things like that. And it just seems like this is very different than their normal venues. So the NPR type of audience. I guess if you're from outside the U.S., maybe you're not too familiar with that, but basically NPR is the national public radio and it's partially government-funded 
and partially like donations, I guess. But they, it's more like the people that watch NPR or listen to NPR, it's more of a like older people, like baby boomers or like academics. Uh, uh, so basically, NPR, <laughs> yeah, NPR is an old person's uh, radio station, correct? Yeah, so it's like very weird for me to see Generally. K-pop or BTS or like anyone who's aimed at a younger audience to be on there. But, you know, maybe they're trying to like branch out a little bit to, you know, other people in America besides, you know, young people and mainstream audiences. So it just seemed like a weird decision to me, but I'm sure they have a reason for it. And it did get a lot of views. So maybe that was a good move. I was very surprised that Dynamite sounded really good with a live band and acoustic, basically. Like, they weren't doing all their dance moves and stuff. They were just kind of, like, on their chairs and then, you know, occasionally get up and have some moves. I thought that was pretty different, and it, and it, the song sounded really good with uh, an acoustic live band with it. That makes me wonder. Um, yeah, I think it's a great step. So just so you know, this, this, this show is kind of for hipster bands. It's not, you know, really, really for pop bands and things like that. So I think it's a great, it just shows, uh, it showcases your vocals, you know? Yes. And it's generally yes. for like a hipster crowd. So I think it's a good different audience to reach. How big of an audience? I don't know. I think most people tuning in are just army. So, um, but maybe there were some regular listeners who were converted. I, I don't know. It's possible, right? Yeah. Yeah, that could be. It, but, um... I think it's it's it sort of shows how far they've come that an American show that uh, really generally invites like indie bands and things like that. Yeah, it's Would normally yeah. people playing guitars. Or... Yeah, so it just shows shows like a a range. I think so. Th I think that's good. It's just one show, but you know that's good. And maybe they were just they just wanted BTS on to you know to chase clout. That's possible too. Oh, that's true. If I, we can just take it at face value, then it's it's nice that um, a show that generally focuses on acoustics and vocals and whatever, and they, they felt like they could invite BTS. But yeah, you know, more likely they were just chasing the, the views and something. But yeah. we'll just ignore that for now. <laughs> but yeah, just the fact that they got an invite, I was like, wow, that's very interesting. That Well, at this point, everybody's going to invite them. Yeah, that's true. Um, but uh, let's just ignore all of that. And just take it at face value and say, wow, that's cool that they were invited to this traditionally indie, act, you know, acoustic. And whether you whether you question their motives or not, they did get to show off their vocals, right? Yeah, yeah. Because I feel like that's a really common thing for people that don't know BTS very well. They'll say, oh, they're just lip syncing. And it's like, no, they just sound really good. And maybe you don't know because you don't see like you know many performances of theirs live all the time so you don't know but yeah i think it you could definitely tell that they were singing live and then they have very good voices and there was nothing you know pre-taped there and i thought it was pretty interesting of course they sang dynamite but then they also their other songs that they sang were save me and spring day so i just thought that was a little different save me maybe because that is more it's not all english but it has a lot of english in it and it's very pop sounding song i've heard people compare it to in sync so maybe they were trying to go for like a more american friendly song and spring day i think they wanted to 
ended on a you know a song that like everybody likes and it's a more serious song that shows more of their singing abilities Mm -hmm. so i thought that was pretty interesting choices that they made for the the song list on that on september 20th we saw that Sai posted to his Instagram, Sai of Gangnam Style, as we all remember, and he posted on his Instagram a picture of himself and V. Apparently, he was at Sai's house, or they got together to hang out. I don't know, but I thought that was very interesting that that was that happened. Like I didn't even know they were friends or knew each other or anything, and that a picture got posted. So. It seems like if you're in BTS, you need to have like approval for things to be posted. So they must have said, okay, yeah, that's okay. Well, yeah, it's Psy. Why would you not have <laughs> approval? Well, it, I, that's what I was wondering because it, does it mean that they're like working on something? Are they going to no, have a collab or was it just like a no, spontaneous thing? Like we're just having it lunch. Means you can be in a picture together. <laughs> but I just thought maybe. Maybe there's V is gonna work on something with P Nation or maybe uh, like Jesse or somebody who's at on his label might do something with BTS. So I thought that was like, oh, that's an interesting idea. I never thought of that happening. Mm-hmm. And let's see. So is it Jesse and Dawn and Sai? I don't know who else is on P Nation. Fiona. Oh, okay. Yeah, her too. Yeah. So I guess any of those people could possibly be involved with something we know that v is doing his own mixtape so it could be something with that or it could be something with bts but it's just maybe not ironic but it was just like a coincidence like we just found out last week about how gangnam style was only number two on the hot 100 in 2013 Your coincidence <laughs> and it's like whoa what is Sai up to now well, but, I mean, what is he up to is how his record label I guess all yeah, this time. Yeah, but running a label is that's not the same as being an artist. So it's like, well, well I when bet he's he... coming out with something too. Oh, I hope I so. Because like all his JYP songs. JYP still comes out with stuff. Jesus. That's true. Hopefully, you know. Hopefully the the artistic feelings are still I mean, JYP, there. He's got to be super busy. He still comes out with stuff. Did he have a whole album though, or did he just have like those two songs? No, like... I don't think he had a whole album. But you know, I, I don't think uh, people care if it's a whole album either. That's true. They they're sort of listen to they're the not army. expecting entire albums yeah. from, you know, oh, you're running a label too. They're not saying, where's your 12 songs yeah. on an album? But yeah, Psy had some of the most classic videos of all time. So, so. Uh, Yeah, I don't know that it means anything. I don't think it does. Sorry. <laughs> I think they're just hanging out. Nothing wrong with it. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Okay. Recently, a uh, big hit has been causing... Uh, a lot of attention among Korean technology companies because they're hiring a lot of IT people and companies such as Naver and Kakao, which are very large companies in Asia, have named Big Hit as a competitor because of its upcoming IPO. So it sounds like there's a lot of competition with hiring talent from in the IT department. Mm, interesting. And Big Hit is like, taking a lot of those people mm-hmm. so it almost seems like big hit is more of a technology company than a record label at this point because they have no, so many that's not true. they have many different projects going on 
that's beyond music. Mm. Like what? Well, first of all, they've hired a lot of people that used to work at these other IT companies. So maybe some of those people are just like upset about that because it's like you're poaching away their people. But, you know, they got Weverse and they've got Netmarble and Benex, which operates Weverse. So it seems like... Weverse just a platform for their artists, though? Or is that how they intend to start it and they want to do bigger? I don't know. I don't use these things. It doesn't look that complicated, but I don't know. Maybe they have like other plans in the works. Mm. It does seem like it right now is just kind of a forum and can handle multimedia, kind of like a mm-hmm. YouTube. Like, mm-hmm. oh, if there's videos on it, then they can right. handle enough traffic. But I guess they're causing enough of a stir in the industry because how many IT people they're like taking away from everybody else. So, and I think uh, I remember reading when they filed their IPO is that. Big had compared themselves to Google or Apple or companies like that rather than comparing themselves to other record labels. So that just shows that there's a lot of oh, wow. different operations going on under Big Hit and then they consider yeah. themselves like more than just a record label. Well, it, uh, it's predictable. And let me tell you why. So Big Hit makes a lot of money through BTS, okay? And they just went public, right? I, they just went public. Yeah. Correct? That's mm-hmm. done. That's a done deal, correct? They filed for it, yeah. Well, they f- that's a different thing. They filed or they, they went? I don't know when it, that happened. Anyway, the point <laughs> is, when you're a publicly traded company, what your uh, shareholders want is for the company to grow. And for the company to grow, you have to, do, you have to do different things. You have to do new things. You know what doesn't grow a company? Just stockpiling cash. Like, let's say you made $100 billion just because you have BTS. And then you just put it in a bank or something. This doesn't help your shareholders at all, by the way. They're not going to have confidence in, in you if you just throw that in a bank account or something. Now, there are exceptions. Um, for instance, Apple, they just have a bunch of money in a bank account because they don't have too much. They don't know how to deal with it. But in general, they want you to spend the money in ways that grow the company. That's what shareholders want. And in, in turn, you'll get more shareholders. So when you have a bunch of excess cash flow, you have to figure out something to do with it. And I, I believe that's the stage that Big Hit is in right now because they're very, they're very cash rich right now. A lot of money is coming in from BTS. But what are you going to do? How are you going to grow the company? Are you going to get more acts? Are you going to make an app? Are you going to make girl groups? These are all questions that your shareholders want to ask. You have to answer to them. Now your bosses are the shareholders, by the way. This is not like a human being. If you were a human being and you were stockpiling cash, you would just stash it away and say, yay, I'm winning. A company that's stashing away cash like this is not winning because their stock price is not going up. Let's say you're Bang PD, right? Bang PD has a, he owns a certain percentage of stock in Big Hit. How does Bang PD get rich? He gets rich if this stock goes up. Has to do with the stock price. Yes. This is why I like Tesla, which by the way, I just bought a ton of stock in. But this is why... You know, that's a good company because they're doing so many different things with the money they have. They're not just sitting on it. A company that just sits on their money looks terrible to investors. Well, do you think the fact that they're trying to get all of these IT experts, does that mean, well, it's like we don't care as much about the music or is it that's going to support the music because no, they're no, doing no, no, like no. all these different they still spend, projects? They still, spend, they still spend plenty of money on the music, has no bearing on that. They just expand their operation. Because like, everything needs like websites and programs and stuff. They just stuff. hire more people. They just hire more like, people. That's what you need the IT people for. They're hiring for. more people. They're growing the company. 
they're trying to show investors, look, our company is not just BTS. Just like there was a time when Apple, their whole company was iPods and computers, right? And then they said, no, our company is also smartphones. And then the, uh, the investor said, what the hell is a smartphone? And then they showed them. And then the investor said, yeah, I like that. That's great. Smartphones is a, a whole gigantic industry. Now, it was an industry that didn't exist, though. Correct? Yeah, right, right. It only exists because Apple created an iPhone. That industry exists because they created an iPhone. Because they expanded their operations. There's this, there's this cult of growth in a, a publicly held company. And sometimes, and that's why you get sometimes, strangely, companies will, they'll just be sitting on, I think there was an example like in the 90s or the 80s and the 90s when there's this company called GE, General Electric. And they were just heavy with cash and they had to do something with it to continue growing, right? And they bought things like NBC and things like that, like media companies. Mm-hmm. Like what, you're, you're, you're a technology company, you're a power company or whatever you are. Why are you buying a media company? Well, because that's what the law will allow and that's how we can grow. And we have to do something with the cash because the cash is doing us no good just sitting around. Sometimes you're sort of overreaching, and in this case, maybe it feels like they are, because it's like, well, what does BTS know about technology? Or not BTS, but Big Hit, right? But you have to do something with that money. I'm sure they're all working in development of things. And it does seem like they've improved as far as 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 IT people who have been working on Bang Bang Con the Live. That didn't have any technical problems. It, like, went off just fine it didn't nothing crashed or anything like that and i've also noticed that weavers doesn't seem to have as many problems like i remember early on it would crash a lot if like everybody you know logged on at the same time but you know maybe all of these additional people they've hired have made it so it doesn't crash anymore or or it's able to handle larger loads of people logging on so i i definitely see some subtle improvements here with the IT people that they've hired and I'm sure that they're all working on development of things as well so as far as all the games that they're working on and different things that they're that are in the works they will need a lot of programmers for that so it doesn't hurt to get them all now and I'm sure Big Hit is trying to think ahead and hire the people they need to hire for the future so I'm sure this is a very good move for them and with their IPO, they want to have all these people in place beforehand. Thank you to our guest, Morgan. You can find BTS Happy Hour on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, Castbox, iHeartRadio, Deezer, Listen Notes, and YouTube. And we've just been added to Amazon Music. New episodes weekly. If you want to support the podcast, please comment and share on social media. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts or give us a rating on your podcast app. Follow BTS Happy Hour on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Until next time, this has been BTS Happy Hour. Thanks for listening. And remember, make every hour a happy one.